Hey folks, let's spend some time with friends up north. Pat Kreitlow of Up North News is on Lake Lesota. Kristen Bry of Asgoes, Wisconsin is along Lake Michigan. And up on Lake Minocqua is Kirk Bankstead of the Minocqua Brewing Company. Wherever you are, welcome. You're up north. Well, hey, welcome to the cabin. You've made it up north. Nice to have you here. I'm Pat Wrightlow, managing editor of Up North News, WI.com. I'm Kristen Bride, creator of As Goes Wisconsin. And I'm Kirk Bankstad of the Manaqua Brewing Company. And we are joining you one final time before taking some time off for the summer. But we want to again thank our radio partner, News Talk 92.7, for giving us a live broadcast home. And if you missed any of our 15 shows this season, head over to upnorthpodcast.com to catch up everything from Pat's battle with the buckthorn to Kristen's informative reports to Kirk taking down an entire radio station with just one swift kick. Oh, why do you always got to remind us of that one? I think I had a few other moments this season, oh. Pat. <laughs> The, the, the closest thing would be when when Wausau Mayor Katie Rosenberg happened to mention the goats were going to eat buckthorn on that same show, and I just about fell off my chair here. Um, our final guest of the season will be the person who was the first guest of our season, uh, the State Assembly Rep from Eau Claire, Representative Jody Emerson. She has endured a legislative session that put her health in danger. It has tried her patience. Now the budget vote is over in the assembly and she's got things to say. So we're gonna have her uh, in the uh, next two segments uh, after this one. But first I was gonna begin with the, the injury to Giannis Antetokounmpo because you know, there's, there's a poll all across Wisconsin, but and we'll get into that in just a second. But before I forget Kirk, um, we want to thank again, them Cooley boys for giving us uh, the theme music that we use for the podcast. And we we want we want to have them on at some point here and maybe we will in the next season but what what can you tell us about them and and all the other you've worked with so much live music you know at Monaco Brewing Company and beyond yeah so i try to get these guys to do a a, a live kind of performance uh, and they get asked to do this all the time and you know their working musicians have to make up for a year of not plant working it during covid so they <laughs> obviously they have other more paying gigs that they have to attend to but uh Cooley boys are one of our most popular bands that when i ran the brew pub and they're out of eau claire and uh bluegrass is kind of what happens in northern wisconsin that's what everyone loves and these guys are these guys are just great not only do they write great songs they're they're really they're really smart songs and um, and uh, that's that's kind of in Nor northern Wisconsin it has a music scene, believe it or not, and it's awesome. And uh, and these guys are a big part of it. So I'm glad they lent us their song for this show this season. Yeah. And we should point out, you know, people have asked, why, why do you have a song called, you know, Die Happy? What's, what's that got to do with the show? The answer is nothing. We just really like the riff in the middle, which is what's off the show. We just have <laughs> on and on with, with the song at the time. Now, whether there's any correlation between that and some of the news stories that we talk about, that's for somebody else to say. Is there a correlation between that and what happened to Giannis last night? That's for other people to say. We just like the music. But uh, you know, but back to Giannis and the Bucks and live music. On a happier note, before last night's game, Kristen, you were at the game. Was it Friday or Saturday night? Last I was at the game on Friday night. Friday yeah, night. Friday. The days are just like blending oh. together at this point uh oh. yeah so i was at the gate i was at the i was at the one where we won by like 40 points okay. um which was very fun i think it was much more fun to be in the stadium than to watch that at home just because the energy was awesome but then to have it flip the other way uh was not as good 
No, not not at all. But you know, people will still be outside the Pfizer Forum uh, in downtown Milwaukee. Uh, Kristen put together a report at, over at upnorthnewswi.com uh, that shows just the difference that it makes. And it's not just like people from Milwaukee there, Kristen, I'm sure you met people from all over the state who wanted to come be a part of it. She met someone from Minneapolis. Someone from mm -hmm. Minneapolis drove, I mean, he was a Bucks fan, but and originally from Wisconsin, but he lives in Minneapolis now and he, and he drove down for, cause he's like, I feel like I had to watch at least one game here. And I think that was, that was Sunday. So it wasn't even, he didn't go to the game. He just watched the game in the Deer District. Um, but yeah, it's really cool. It's I think it's, it's interesting. Cause I feel like there's been, uh, I, the amount of pride I have as far as living in Milwaukee um, is like, despite not having not even lived here for a full year yet, but it's just like, it's, this is, it's kind of unlike anything I've ever experienced. Like I've lived in cities where they, like I lived in San Francisco when the Golden State Warriors won their first series uh, or their first championship before they just like were really dominant for a couple of years. Um, lived in, I think I lived in LA, one of the years where the Lakers won. So, but like, this just feels very different. And it feels even different than like the lead up to like Packers and like Packers playoffs. And I don't know if it's because because of the Deer District and because it's like captured in a way that like is also building community because it's just allowing people to gather. People not just gathering in Milwaukee, but gathering in, in uh, watering holes all over Wisconsin or gathering in people's rec rooms again, because they can. And I, you had to have just, just had to love the joy that people had just to be able to be out and about again. Well, I have to say, Pat, that uh, you know, getting back to the fact that we're, this is our last episode of the season, I was, I'm not even that much of a sports fan. Like I'm more of a classical music guy and a, you know, and a guy who ran a brew pub with music. And just by listening to you guys talk about uh, how, how important every week is for you in Wisconsin athletics, it's made me actually care a lot more. So, uh, so thank you for making me maybe a better Wisconsinite or at least a, a better Wisconsin sports fan. And look how we thank you for it. We we drag you down into the depths of despair where we all are now in a place that I haven't been. Again, like Kristen said, it, it's sometimes it's not all about the Packers. I haven't been this low about Wisconsin sports since another knee injury when Christian Yelich you know, broke his kneecap in 2019 in the stretch run, getting to the playoffs. And I mean, the, again, you saw the pain and the agony and you hear that he broke his kneecap and you're like, who comes back from that? Isn't that like a horse? Don't they shoot you? You know, when, when you're all done because, oh. but, but it, it obviously it did heal and he's doing very well, but boy, it, at that point it was uh, just indescribable. And, and again, I'm sure the same was last night. I had a very early bedtime last night because of my advancing age. Uh, that's <laughs> very early for a long drive today. So the first thing I saw on, on Twitter about 4.15 this morning was a whole bunch of people just said, no, 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 no. It's like something happened and I missed it. So <laughs> it's like for all the people who fell asleep the night that they, the, that it was announced that Trump got COVID, like yeah. all the jokes that happened of like, everyone was like, I can't believe I went to bed early and this is what I missed. And I woke <laughs> up to just like the TikToks that I saw, there was an amazing one where like someone was like leaving a note for their partner that it had happened and it was, yeah, it was uh, other, other comedy gold was, was happened at that point. Uh, not as, this was not as funny as, as that, but. Um, but speaking of TikTok, you, uh, you re-racked something from uh, a couple of months back and I, 
I wasn't quite sure when I first saw it. I'm like, why is she dancing around? I thought that I thought Giannis was was injured. So then I look at the 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 tweet that says there is no structural damage to Giannis's left knee after his awkward landing last night. Ligaments are sound. Timetable to to return is unclear. Um, but I'm very happy to see that you saw that as as reason for a dance party. Yeah, well, that the, the original video, because you can tell there's a Christmas tree in it. Uh, I I made that when he signed the Supermax back in December, and I think everyone's collective relief that it is not more serious. That even and like they said, he may not play for the rest of the series. But the fact that you know he's in year one of his Supermax deal, and the fact that he will be able to bounce back from this, then it's not something that is terrible. Because um, again, like. We could be this good if we get a new coach. Maybe we'll be even better next year. Um, oh, so that's the angle, huh? I go. mean, <laughs> I don't know how deep we want to get into it, but yes, <laughs> absolutely, yes. This is like this Re feels like McCarthy all over again. Recently, back in Wisconsin, and now she's already part of the you know Fire McCarthy and now Fire Bud crowd. You're, you've made it. I also, I've also, I just like, I feel like my patience is wearing thin these days. I've also, yesterday kind of got it at an exchange with Jay Weber on Twitter. And then today had a similar experience with Dan O'Donnell. So uh, I might need to just like, I might, that vacation up north needs to probably come soon. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm by no means an expert at all, but I'm, I get really frustrated when Giannis misses his free throws. I mean, come on. I mean, I love the guy to death, but Jesus. It that's I've I, that's worn on me, I have to say. I'm thinking nope. I think it's worn on a lot of people, Kirk. I don't think you're alone. Uh, <laughs> I'm not allowed to criticize Giannis. Come on, Pat. <laughs> Come on. He's an NBA player. He's like an MVP, and the dude can't make a free throw. Free throws are not that automatic. It's like you know, it's like the pitcher hitting. That that doesn't happen all the time oh. either. You know, there's just some things that people emphasize more, like dunking and three shots and. A defense or the lack of. I defense. just think he should do the underhand. Oh, like I think he should just go for it and start doing the underhand because, like, I I think it was Malcolm Gladwell who did a podcast about that. About I forgot what the name of the player is. We just only shot underhand and like that is a much higher percentage shot, but oh, yeah. everyone refuses to do it because you look like an idiot. Um, uh, I think it would be. But great. like, we should just do it. Like, just do that, Giannis. Like, what do you have to lose? Just like that one golfer. I don't. Was it Payne Stewart or somebody else who had that oversized putter? Where he actually putted like from his almost from his knees, you know, something different like that. So, Giannis, if that's what it takes you next time around, uh, we'll take it. But totally, look, we had we there's two ways of looking at this to, to wrap up this segment here. To be a Wisconsin sports fan means that you're going through this heartache of the Packers making it to title games, uh, the Badgers making it to the final four, to the Badgers making it to the championship game. You uh, you had the the Brewers and the, the Yelich injury. And everything else and people saying oh this is the worst our hearts always get broken i would rather have these opportunities to get my hopes up than to live in loserville you know where totally. they never, never even get to you know always bringing it back to optimism pat that's why well, no, i like I mean, I you think my it's friend such, it's such a good point but like i was thinking about this from the standpoint i know we have to we're, we're gonna go for a break quickly but like the recruit the amount of people who applied to university of wisconsin after we made it to the final four spiked right like sports is political and like having good sports team is good for our economy and it's good for a lot of things that are beyond just having a winning team like it is good for a community and it's good for a city and it's good for a state but be with that we gotta back. go to a break
Welcome back to the Up North Podcast. I'm Kirk Bankstad. And I'm Kristen Bry. I'm Pat Wrightlow. And on the season finale of the program, we want to make sure we're wrapping up the year's events in a way that makes you feel informed, maybe a little angry, but but not unfairly so. Um, hear me out on this. Now, there there were many, many years that where folks have stopped me, you know, in deep red Chippewa County, and they'll say, what's the deal with, you know, X or Y or Z? They know we may not see eye to eye on things, but, you know, they know I'm going to answer that question honestly, and I'm going to give them context. They probably didn't get from some talking head on cable TV or some, you know, somebody on right wing radio. So to that end during this hour, we're going to try to give a good thorough wrap up of the state budget because it's the single most important bill that usually passes in a legislative session. It helps fund our school, it paves our roads, it protects our resources, it determines our taxes and a bunch of other stuff. State budget can do a lot of good things, or it can be like the one that just passed in Madison this week. And joining us to talk about that is State Representative Jody Emerson of Eau Claire. Hello, Representative. Hey, everyone. How are you guys doing tonight? We are great. Hey, Thank you. Um, I, I guess what I'm hearing most often, uh, Jody, is that this was a budget of lost opportunity. That seems to be putting it mildly. So let me put it to you the way that I did in the setup here. Somebody's going to stop you because you, you're going to talk to a lot of Democrats in Eau Claire, but you, you're you going to get stopped by you know people who are, you know, they're Republican or you know that they're you know politically agnostic. And they're going to say, what do you guys mean? By lost opportunity and so what do you what are you going to tell those folks who don't really know but you want to let them know what could have been done this year how do you respond to them you know i think i think when we look at lost opportunities um we look at what we could have done governor evers laid out a budget of of the vision of what he had for wisconsin after that you know we found out we had a budget surplus and we had all this money coming in from the federal government, whether it was for the Badger, Badger Care expansion um, or just under a budget surplus. Um, let me put it in terms that you would understand, Pat. It's like you found a Mickey Mantle baseball card in your attic. Mike like that. What would you do? Like a 1952 Topps baseball card for Mickey Mantle. You know, the possibilities are endless. And that's what we were looking at. Now, I don't think anybody in, in the Capitol was under the illusion that Governor Evers was gonna get everything that he wanted, but we could have gone halfway. And that's really where my frustration is with this whole process is I have seen the last couple of months, um, my Republican colleagues are either looking back at November, 2020, or they're looking forward to November, 22 but they're not governing in the moment. They're not trying to figure out what is best for the people of Wisconsin. And so whether it's funding our money in classrooms, whether it's making sure that hardworking people across Wisconsin get tax cuts, um, or whether it's making sure that our businesses bounce back from this pandemic that we are coming out of, um, we could have had it all really, um, but, my Republican colleagues chose to play partisan games instead and only looked at trying to cut education for the education governor. So, Jody, um, to me, uh, and I'm sure you, maybe your thoughts are different, but to me, the three biggest things w in this budget were uh, expanding Badger Care, which we've been trying to do for like 10 years, uh, 
uh, free money, basically money from the federal government. We're just like mindlessly throwing away. But it was super important still this year. The second one was education money finally getting to us back to the place pre Scott Walker, where it's still not enough, but it's like at least it's, you know, it's it's not leaving schools in the lurch. That's the second one. And three, because I'm from the North Woods and close to Rhinelander, the PFAS legislation uh, that would clean up a lot of the PFAS forever chemicals. Now, the first two completely thrown out. The third one was mangled. Uh, can you talk about those three and uh, what, you know, if, if, am I right with, with, with my assessment of those? Absolutely. I mean, we could be here for two hours talking about the things that we missed. I mean, I've got a binder a couple inches thick of stuff that they just absolutely gutted out of the budget. Um, I think they put just enough in, um, in various aspects so that they could go back to their voters and say, this is what I did. I, yeah, I did work on PFAS. I did work on mental health. Well, just a little tiny bit, but not enough to really make a difference. And, and we're at such a critical point, not only in our country, but in our state, where we really need these resources. Um, yeah, there was a lot of federal money flowing in, but when they go to schools who had to close down and no teacher in the district has a laptop from school to bring home to teach their class from home a year plus ago, you know, that money from the federal government needed to be spent on laptops. So we don't have it anymore to put in classrooms. So, um, yeah, there's what, all kinds about, of things we can talk about. <laughs> can you re, like just get to the PFOS thing? Because I, I say mangled because they put they gave us money to clean some of this uh, stuff out of our uh, out of our lakes and streams. But they're putting it on the taxpayers back and not uh, on the corporations who did the polluting. Uh, wh why did that happen? Um, special interests, Wisconsin manufacturers and commerce. I mean, you know, it's the, the people who pay the legislators are the ones who write the legislation. I mean, you know that Kirk. Um, and I do, and I just wanted you to say it as opposed to me, cause I say it every week. On no, show. but I mean, I think that's really what it is. You know, um, there was a couple of people who said, you know, well, my people are protected. So now I'm going to pass this bill around that, um, does it protect the rest of the people? And there's, there's all kinds of private wells, public wells um, that are contaminated with PFAS that we don't even know about because we don't have the resources to test every single body of water, every single well that's around there. Yeah. Um, so as far as, I mean, I think I've seen some of the graphics that were coming out as far as the differences and there's like, obviously, I mean, there's like 380 different things that were just taken out from Evers, but is the only thing that kind of was left in I-94? Is there any other Probably. overlapping? Like, I, I mean, just wondering is like, cause I feel like there's a lot of being talked about about what has changed or what's different. But like, I was trying to think of like, what is, what, what was kept? And it seemed, I think the only thing I could think of was the I-94. That's, I mean, that's an interesting thing. It's, it's hard to say exactly. Cause you know, the budget is like 1800 pages long. Obviously, so I'm totally, sure there might totally. be one or two other things in there that they thought Evers might've had a good idea about. Um, but ironically that, that 94 corridor um, a lot of people in Milwaukee didn't want it. So then of course- totally. the yeah, I'm not saying it's popular. It. I, it's definitely <laughs> not something that, uh, you know, that's necessarily everyone wants, but as far as trying to think of like, all right, what was there even a compromise or an agreement right. on? And I think that I mean, was it. It's, it's even stuff like, you know, money that we try to put into DATCAP. I mean, a lot of my Republican colleagues come from the rural areas. Um, there was money for meat processor grants in there to get more meat processors 
so our farmers can get their products to market and we can have, you know, good tasting beef and, you know, chicken and, and pork on our shelves. Um, but you can't do that with the, the processor. Um, you know, they got rid of that kind of stuff even. It's, it just boggles my mind. I, it's, it's all about not letting Ebers win is 100%. Is it more than that? Is it more I about, so. I mean, obviously we can't read their minds, but is it, if it, if it, it that's what I always struggle with, is like trying to see another side. Is it, is it more of the political games of trying to set him up to fail or is it because they're so invested in making, you know, tax breaks and getting like people, like wealthy people right. staying wealthy. And Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they did give tax breaks to the middle class and that was great. Um, but every speech that they all did yesterday and every comment was your side versus our side. And it, it got really frustrating for me at, at one point um, because I felt like, like, does anybody outside of this block that we're on care about anything that's happening or listen to us? Because we're supposed to be working for the people. And, and those were the only folks uh, who, whose interests weren't at heart here. Uh, exactly. Large. More with State Representative Jody Emerson coming up after the break. You're up north. Welcome back to the Up North Podcast. I'm Kristen Bry. And I'm Kirk Bankstead. And I'm Pat Kreitlow, and we are joined this week by State Representative Jody Emerson of Eau Claire. So, Jody, uh, we cut off and we were getting down a, a, a good road uh, in, in terms of my mind. But I also wanted to talk about broadband in a second. But to, to wrap up the previous thought before we went to break, you're saying that it's like you're feeling that folks like the, the Republicans are just trying to uh, make uh, Governor Evers, you know, win. Uh, they, I mean, lose, and they want to win over Governor Evers instead of doing the work for the people of Wisconsin. Um, is there? I mean, do you think that most of the state Republican legislators really not want to expand badger badger care? They don't want to put money in schools. Um, like, you you got to be at least on ta on talking basis with some of these folks. Like, what is going on in their minds? Are they just lining up behind Voss and doing what they're told, or 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 like, are they really all just wanting to win and and and, and beat and have like a football game and be the victors? I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. And I think that's a really good question and something we really need to dive into. I mean, we're a decade into the old maps, the old gerrymandered maps where um, they do line up behind their, their hierarchy. Um, so I think a lot of the critical thinkers are out of the state legislature. Mm. Um, you know, people who were there before who thought for themselves um, have now said, you know what, I, I want to do something right for the people. I'm out and have um, a lot of times been replaced by people who aren't going to question things and are just going to do what um, Voss and Steinecke and, and those people want them to do. Um, and, and there really just is a lack of civility all over um, the Capitol. Uh, yesterday, for instance, my staff was riding up in the elevator um, with another legislator from, from the Republican party. And, you know, you're in an elevator, you're trying to make some small talk, like, oh, it's really humid out today. I can't believe my hair is going to be so frizzy. Like Kristen, we do these kind of comments, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you probably understand it too. You know, I, I don't know, but, <laughs> um, but, and she was like, oh, don't talk to me. You know, I mean, like, just, can we just have a conversation? So like this kind of stuff has just been completely lost because 
the people that are there from the Republican side right now really are the people who have been handpicked, who are going to do exactly what their leadership tells them to do, wants them to do, and do the bills that either boss or Alec has drafted for them. You know, it really is not a bunch of critical thinkers. Any critical thinkers have gotten out of there. So um, it is about trying to figure out how they can win and Tony can lose or the Democrats can lose. And oh yeah, by the way, there's a state we're supposed to be governing in the meantime. I mean, you know, we wouldn't be doing the bills that we're doing about the national anthem or banning, you know, transgender kids from playing sports. Um, if we were really doing what we needed to do for the people of Wisconsin, we'd be dealing with small business loans and public health issues and and broadband. I mean, yeah, broadband. Talk about broadband. Talking about so. <laughs> what, what happened with broadband? And specifically with broadband, again, with a projected four billion dollar surplus, uh, the governor proposed spending some of that on broadband. The Republicans took a smaller amount, but then they're going to borrow it instead. That's the thing. Okay, so back to Pat, you find a Mickey Mantle baseball card in your attic, right? Like, I mean, you're going to have some fun with it for a little while, but you're going to sell it and you're, you know, going to buy a new boat and a new car and go on vacation and, oh, probably fix the roof or something like that. But if you've got the Mickey Mantle card that you sold, you're going to pay cash for it because you've got the resources. You're not going to borrow the money and put it on your credit card and pay $35 million of interest which is what the budget that we just passed yesterday in the assembly does. Tony Evers had 150 million set aside for broadband. Well, the Republicans knocked that down, but then bonded it. So we have to pay $35 million and it ends up costing us $155 million overall. So it costs us more and we actually get less for it. And because it is one of the things that, that, that just, Jody, you know that you've been seeing for years. The, the headline in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel was all about how legislators, you know, pass will pass a budget that lowers taxes. And how the Republicans have skated for a decade borrowing and borrowing and borrowing uh, and, and not getting called out on it because you have to pay that back with interest. But but taxes they've turned into such an evil thing that you can borrow very quietly or if you're Congress during the Trump years, you can run up the deficit, nobody cares. Then you become a deficit hawk, you know, when it's convenient. And, and the thing about the borrowing is, yes, there are times where we need to borrow to get projects done. You know, a bridge is falling down, we need to get it replaced. But when we've got the cash reserves to do it, let's spend some of that money and give back some of the money. We can do both. I mean, for as many conservative people as I work with in the state legislature, you think one or two of them would have taken Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University, but I don't think a one of them has because they're not going by the principles. So, so well, it's all yeah. it's 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 the politics, you know, Kirk. You 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 know that. So Jody, I mean, at the end of the at the end of the day here, I mean, they're they're past the budget, but what are the ways that uh, we might that Evers can get is are, are we have an ability to get any money back uh, through through Governor Evers? Uh, what can be done uh, right now? Like, what's the future look like? 
Yeah, so, you know, that's where I hold out a little bit of hope. And, and Governor Evers comes at this from a different perspective than I do. So, you know, I look at it as the overall. I have to come at it with, here's the document in front of me. You know, Governor Evers has the magic little veto pen that he gets to, you know, cross out some words with and things like that and, and kind of um, work his magic with it. And so I'm hoping, you know, two years ago, he was able to make some good changes with partial vetoes. Um, I'm hoping that he's able to find some things there as well um, and make it better than it was. Um, but, you know, we lose out on an awful lot of federal money if we don't end up passing a budget. And um, there again, with the gamesmanship, can we just do something for the people of Wisconsin instead of saying, Tony didn't pass a budget or this person didn't do this? Like, what about the people that you see in the grocery store? Can we just work for those people, you know? Mm -hmm. So beyond, uh, you all are going on a uh, summer break soon, but beyond the budget, which obviously has taken up a lot of the oxygen, um, what, as far as summing up some of the other bills that it either got introduced or passed, um, what else could we, could we package and explain to people? And yeah, well, it's been kind of a crazy year. Um, one of my committees that I'm on is campaigns and elections. So that has, you know, just been insanely busy with, um, you know, I, we haven't necessarily had an audit on whether there's bamboo fibers in the ballots or not, like they're doing in Arizona, but I don't think we're that far away from it. Um, if you see a panda bear coming through the state capitol, maybe we have started that audit, but I'm not sure. Um, but, you know, they're really just um, focusing so much on the election of, of 2020. Um, you know, we saw a lot of um, tweets from people and press releases and things like that with the GOP convention that um, things are not happy in paradise um, as far as, you know, Trump and the Trump base and, and how that's going with the election. You know, they want to keep on relitigating it. Um, you know, we've, we've seen some horrible voter suppression bills um, taking rights away from people who are in nursing homes and different things like that, that has just been so frustrating because they want to figure out how to kind of negate absentee ballots because Democrats came out in bigger numbers with absentee ballots than Republicans did. So the only way that they can win next time then is to do away with absentee ballots. I don't know. I think a lot of Democrats voted absentee because there was a pandemic going. So maybe we just yeah. work on public health and not have a pandemic next time and let's just you know all vote when we can but so, um jody yeah go ahead <laughs> let me let me cut in because i just heard a lot of uh what what just plagues me and the whole reason i've been doing what i've been doing is because i've just been hearing i've heard so many lies in the last year and a half um and it just changed my whole way of looking at uh wisconsin and how, how to help how do you stay sane uh, going to you know these meetings uh, every day and hearing a hearing like the a, a lie that everyone's agreed to talk about like there has been fraudulent elections they've all like 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 hooked their arms together and said we got to continue lying like this so that it confuses Wisconsinites and it makes them actually question whether or not you know, their gut is right. Like, how do you stay sane when you're hearing this relentless lying all Why the time? Why didn't you even ask that? I would have queued up Clark Griswold's father saying at the end, I got a little help from Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say, Kirk, you 
actually don't know me that well if you think I am sane to begin with. But, <laughs> nice. Um, nice. but you know, it is it is really frustrating and it is it easy to get caught up in press release to press release battles or tweet to tweet battles. Um, but in the end, you know, going home and talking to my neighbors, going for a walk around the neighborhood, talking to my neighbors, you know, going down and getting some ice cream, talking to my neighbors helps me remember why I'm doing this job and why we all should be doing this job. And, and that's for working for the people of Wisconsin. And, um, you know, we had kind of a joke during campaigns and elections one time when we were talking about this absentee ballot. Um, one of the co our colleagues kept on saying that absentee voting is a privilege. And then it just turned into voting is a privilege. And I'm like, no, it's it's literally laid out in the Constitution. It's a right. And I felt like we were in kind of stuck in this strange drinking game of every time she said privilege, like one of us had to have a drink or something. So maybe that talks about where my head is to stay sane. Maybe <laughs> maybe I need a 12-step program in my little break. I don't know. But <laughs> Jody, is there anyone on the Republican Party? in the assembly that will reach across and shake your hand and try to get something done with you? There, there are people that um, will work with us on different issues. Um, there are some things that we've been able to um, make some bad bills better. Um, but I, I also know that, um, you know, partly because I've called out the leadership for the lack of um, the disability accommodations that I've gotten. You know, I kind of have a, a scarlet letter on me and, and nobody's, people have been told to not work with me. And so I've approached people and said, hey, I've got this great bill, let's do this. You can be, you know, lead author on it. And they're like, well, I don't think so. Um, but you know, we have done some things. Of course, they're not as good as I would want them to do, but that's part of the compromise. So we do work together sometimes. I just think our state would be so much better if we work together more than we do um, instead of trying to catch each other in these political games that sets up the next hit ad for the next election or whatever. I just, I feel like we need to get out in our communities more often and talk to real people. Right. So as far as breaking down, again, we don't have a lot of time, but as far as breaking down that partisanship, is it, Fair, like nonpartisan redistricting? Is it 100%. Uh, final five voting? Like, is it these are the things that like will keep it from being so, so, such um, extreme people getting elected in their districts? Yeah. I think that's what it is. You know, when we've got, and uh, give me a cutoff if I'm going too long in this because I'm going to get into my gerrymandering piece now, but when we've got <laughs> bad maps, <laughs> you know, when, when I know that my biggest race was, was my primary race, um, and we can talk a little bit more about this after the break, if you guys are going to invite me back, but we right. end up with extreme candidates right. one way or the other. We'll so we'll, we'll, we'll keep Jody through the hour and we'll be right back. You're up north. <laughs> yeah, we said I was a better person than I knew I was. Welcome back to the Up North Podcast. I'm Pat Whitelow along with Kristen Bryan, Kirk Bankstead, State Representative Jody Emerson joining us. And before we uh, ran out of time and tried to figure out how you, you stay sane and how you can still work with people, the answer really is gerrymandering because when, when people feel that secure in their seat, they feel no need to cooperate. So you, you don't really see a change unless we get back to fairer elections, right? 
you know, we need new maps. We're getting new maps and that's going to be really helpful. Um, they honestly can't be any worse than they are. But when we have some districts that are really set aside, I'm not talking about, you know, Madison or Milwaukee. We know that those urban centers are always going to lean Democratic, no matter how the lines are drawn. Um, but as you know, Pat, lines can make a big difference in areas like the Chippewa Valley. So, mm -hmm. you know, when when I had my primary in, in, in 2018, we knew that the primary was was the main race. And so oftentimes with that, then you get the most progressive candidate that comes out of there. In a district like the second district on the eastern part of the state, where it's drawn to be a very conservative district, and they've got a big primary, the most conservative person comes out of there. And so then you've got, you don't have anybody in the middle that's trying to aim for the majority of voters. When you've got the primaries as your big races, you get the more progressive and the more conservative, which then makes the body of elected officials such a wide gap that, that it's hard as a body to work together. So you add that on top of the hyper-partisanness that we have all across the country right now. And yeah, I'm looking forward to July and August when I don't have as many committee meetings. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> so. Well, and, and it's that it's that extremism on, on either side that is keeping all kinds of other good people who would otherwise run for office but are more centrist from running. And that those are folks we need to get back into things here, more good people. Like you, Jody Emerson, thank you for being our, our first guest and our final guest for the season. We deeply well, it was good to spend time with you all. Um, and I look forward to starting this back up again whenever you guys start kicking off new episodes. So, All right. Thank you again, Jody. Thanks, Take Jeremy. care. All right. Well, the Up North podcast uh, is a production of Kirk Bankstead, Kristen Bry, and Pat Kreitlow, each of whom have day jobs, and we'd like to promote those for a moment. The Up North podcast, for example, is not affiliated with my day job, Up North News, a state-based newsroom that I help manage for the Courier Newsroom Network of outlets across the country. In my day job, I join with a lot of other fine journalists who put stories on Up North News that bring together important state and national issues and take them to the personal and local level. You can find it online at upnorthnewswi.com, one of four news newsrooms that I now help manage along with the Gander in Michigan, the Keystone in Pennsylvania, and starting this week, Iowa Starting Line, a well-known political news site in Iowa, we also have state-based newsrooms in Virginia, Arizona, North Carolina, and Florida. If you've got friends in any of those places, let them know they have a new and better option for news about state politics and policy. Kristen. As goes Wisconsin, we produce content that is motivated by three things, getting you to laugh, making the super complicated, super not, and motivating more people to give a damn. So whether it's Wisconsin history, sports, or policy and politics, we break it down with a comedic twist in 60 seconds or less. Uh, to put it bluntly, we're trying to move Wisconsin forward one joke at a time. So now we have a brand new website, so you can check that out at www.asgoeswisconsin.com, or you can find us on any social media at asgoeswisconsin. Kirk? Thanks, Kristen. So this is the final episode, and so for this plug today, I just wanted to plug our podcast uh, because uh, I'm really proud of what we've done over the last 15 uh, weeks, four months. So the idea of providing a pro progressive podcast through a northern Wisconsin lens was it was just an idea in January. And since our first show in mid-March, when when we Pat came on board and, and uh, Kristen came on board and we rehearsed and we thought about what we were going to do, there was only 33 people that don downloaded that first podcast in mid-March. Now we're up to... 
now we're up to about 400 people a week. We've had about 4,507 podcast, total podcast downloads, uh, not to mention the listeners that are tuning in live in Madison on Devil Radio. So now that we know that we can do this and people actually like our show, we plan on advertising this podcast all over northern Wisconsin next fall so that more people will listen and understand why it's so important to be a progressive up here versus just down in Madison and Milwaukee. So if you'd like to help us get the word out and uh, please donate money to the Super PAC, which funds this podcast by going to monacobrewingcompany.com and check, clicking on the Super PAC tab. Thank you. I still want to know about those 33 people. I mean, they're the originals. <laughs> Some of them have heard all 15, and in which case we have to get them help. But <laughs> any of you 33 are still out there. Hey, we also want to thank uh, Devil Radio News Talk 92.7. Be sure to download the Devil Radio app. You can listen to the station live. You can get shows on demand. You can find out what other shows and podcasts they host uh, because there's a lot of them here, and you should give them all a listen. Uh, to, to wrap things up, uh, Kristen, not to put you on the spot, but when I think about As Goes Wisconsin and you coming back here and you wanting so hard to take in information, put it back out and not come from a fire breathing left or right point of view, do you feel that that's, do you feel it, do you look at it and go, boy, this is going to be harder than I thought it was? Or is it like, yep, this is right in my wheelhouse and this is, you know, pe people want this. They want somebody with a little less divisiveness. It's it's not, I don't know. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's hard. I mean, it's hard, like, there's some low-hanging fruit. So I would say it's not, it's, it's certainly not even as far as who I'm making jokes about, about some of this stuff. But as far as um, trying to look through a lens of, I, I made this decision of like, all right, in what is after the election, what is as goes Wisconsin? Because last year was so much, so much of get out the vote stuff. And obviously there's not gonna be an election every year. So I can't constantly, and I don't wanna be League of Women Voters. Like there already is a League of Women Voters. Um, and so what I came back to through a policy, or through a lot of lenses, and I kind of touched on this at the beginning, is like, all right, how do we focus on topics that make Wisconsin the best place to live for the most amount of people? So whether it's attracting people like me to come back and live in Wisconsin who are from here, or net new people or get people to stay. Like brain drain is a major issue as we've, we, we see with our like needing to hire people and get good jobs and all this stuff. And so putting through the lens of like, how do we talk about this? Because that's not a partisan thing to say, to say we want Wisconsin to be a desirable place to live. And if we're talking about issues in a way that is fact-based on what gets people to want to live in a certain place, it kind of takes away the rhetoric, right? right? And it, it makes it about each issue versus this side versus that side. And so that's, you know, and then I also want to make you laugh, right? And so um, it's been fun. It's yeah. exhausting to try to keep up with everything. But, uh, but yeah, I think it's, and I think it's needed. Like, I just think so much partisan rhetoric is just, it's awful. And Kirk, so I'm, it's, yeah. Kirk, I, I gave, nope, I, I, I gave her the first word, uh, or the last word rather, because you and I have run for elections we've lost in elections and yet we're still here and loving this place so i hope that you helping set this up and bringing Kristen on board to help us see you know better appreciate what's in wisconsin here i hope it worked uh, as, as therapy on you as it did for me absolutely my friend thank you so much both of you guys for uh, for being part of the part of this team i really appreciate i really enjoyed the whole season
Thank you. Everybody enjoy your summer. Hope to see you again soon. Impact quite well for Kristen Bryan, Kirk Bangstead. See you next time.